What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble podcast brought to you by Old City Sports Network. I'm your host, Chet, and I'm joined with all four of my co-hosts this week. It's not like last week, which is me and Tyler holding it down. I got Tyler, Wade, and Jacob. How are y'all doing tonight? Good to be good here. To be back on. Be good. Yeah, y'all are the Wade and Jacob are the traveling men. They've been all over the place over the past two weeks. And y'all were in two weeks knowledge ready and stored up to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last week we had your uh, your volleyball game, your, your championship tournament. How did that go for y'all? Pretty quick night at the uh, the courts for us. Um, we were one and done. Uh, we were the number nine seed, so we, we played the eight seed turns off, and they had a girl who could really serve the ball. And we fell, fell into like a seven to zero hole and never really climbed out of it. Lost, I think, 21 to 10. And it's just one set in the playoffs. And then winner survives, loser is out. It's cut um, right there. One yeah. set. That's all you got. Yeah. One of my uh, friends that plays out there, his team went six and one in the regular season and lost to a team that went one and six in the first round. But the one and six team. Must have been sandbagged in or had some people miss because they went undefeated that night and won the championship. So it can happen. And um, yeah, but we're we'll be looking forward to the spring league. Probably going to move down to the bottom level and just work on the fundamentals and hopefully get in the win column. There we go. There we go. Hey, it's the same thing that happened in our intramural softball day. Yes. We sucked our <laughs> yep. first year. Some beatings. Yeah. And then three after years. three years, we made it to the championship. That's so. right. It's all it's you know all you it get took there was to switch to co-ed and that, that's all was needed. Hey, y'all are starting in co-ed, so maybe if y'all switch to all females <laughs> and then you're the only male on the team, it'll be an opposite of what we did for softball. <laughs> Just put yeah. on a wig and everything will be fine. 
But I don't know an all if you're playing an all female volleyball league, I have a feeling they're probably gonna be better than an all female yeah, team. Some very good all female teams out there for sure. So Jacob, we had you in Baton Rouge, both you and Wade in Baton Rouge. It's not your first time down there in, in uh Tiger Town, but you were shocked by how much traffic there was for the game. Where yeah. did you have to park? How far away from the stadium did you have to park? Uh so I parked out by the veterinarian medicine. Uh, building. So okay, so you had a little bit of a walk. A little bit of a walk. I was Not out there with the RVs, you know. That's what uh, my parents park in the hayfield lots, nothing like yeah. that. My yeah. parents yeah. usually uh, park. They parked RV there at that lot by the vet school. So what? Yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't too bad, but big turnout from from the Tennessee faithful. That was uh, Whoa. that was crazy. So it turned been, out for a good game. That's for sure. Yeah, well, it's been a long time. So, I mean, twelve years is is a long time before coming back to, to Baton Rouge. And uh, they got a pretty good welcome. So it, it was a good game. Uh, wasn't the It wasn't the loudest game I've ever been at, but it was pretty loud. I mean – What was it, uh, 11 a.m.? Yeah, it was 11 a.m. It was also the fans had nothing to cheer for, so they <laughs> yeah, really true, say anything true. about that. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to dive into our LSU breakdown later on in the show. We can't start off on a negative. But we're going to start off on a positive. Because we've got a winner to announce for our <laughs> Buffalo Bayou giveaway. And I've got a fancy little thing here. Pop it onto the screen. A wheel of retweets. So everyone that retweeted the tweet and followed us, they got entered into the giveaway. So are y'all ready, Tyler? Cue the Jeopardy music. Let's get a little. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Why is my sliver the narrow? Congratulations to F and hey. sports. We, I'll send you a DM on Twitter, uh, and we'll get that shirt sent out to you. So, thanks again to the Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company for sponsoring our giveaway. Let me throw up their information. If you're ever in Houston, you want to come visit us. You can go on down to Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company, check them out. Great beer, great views of the city, and they got pretty good merch. As F N Sports will see come uh, pretty soon. So. Let's just hop into some sports. We had a lot going on this weekend. I didn't watch a lot of sports games, surprisingly. I was helping a friend move during the LSU game, so that actually worked out better for me, or else I would have been pretty upset. But a little since Futch is wearing the Titleist hat, and I know none of y'all watched golf, I'm going to give you a recap of what happened on the 18th hole. We had the uh, Shriners Children's Classic. Tom Kim and Patrick Cantlay tied at minus 24 on the 18th hole. So Patrick Cantlay shot 11 birdies on Saturday. I played golf on Friday. I did not have 11 birdies. I didn't have a single birdie. So got some short game stuff to figure out. But poor old Patrick Cantlay hooks his driver into the woods, then puts two balls into the water. Triple bogey. Tom Kim gets his second win before the age of 21. Uh, So congratulations to him. And I know none of y'all watched golf, but I just wanted to kind of put that out there. I watched golf on Friday at lunch. Okay, there you go, there you go. I don't think it was the same tournament. It looked like a team event, and the, the golfers had numbers on the back of their shirts. What was I watching? They kind of looked like they might be youth golfers. I don't know. They, I think there was a junior championship going on. Okay. That's um, first tee, I believe. They do oh, like yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. it was on as well as was the uh, Major League Baseball playoffs, so I was kind of – Splitting action there during my lunch yep. break. So, well, that first you said the first tee program. It's actually pretty cool because it's like a, a charity for golf, and you donate to it, 
and they go into communities that were like golf isn't really a big thing and they give them clubs and teach them how to play the game and just kind of like it's like an after school program so they give them a good good thing to do after school you know and not get in trouble just go out on the golf course and then hate yourself for the rest of your life when you can't <laughs> give them like a plus stress <laughs> yeah exactly but it was so, cool it was on espn too i mean oh that's good cool. exposure. yeah getting get that out there yeah i mean that's it's a really cool charity that they have so that's awesome that they got some good exposure one thing i wanted to say was tom kim was bogey free on the entire week so that's pretty awesome uh, you don't see that a lot i mean cantley was one away from shooting a 59 on saturday and just fell apart on the last hole. So I don't know. Maybe the partying from the President's Cup last uh, two weeks ago got to him, or or what was going on. But it was a close one going down the stretch, and it's setting up to be a fun golf season. But we got a whole a lot of other sports going on. Wade, you mentioned the MLB playoffs. We've got our little breakdown uh, since it is a thing happening. I don't watch that much baseball, but I'm representing for my Houston Astros. I don't know. I don't y'all watch, are. but I'm a bandwagon. Exactly. I moved to Houston, so therefore I have to root for Houston. But so our MOB playoff breakdown is going to be brought to you by Righteous Felon Jerky. You can head on over to RighteousFelon.com to get your jerky fix and use code OCSN for 15% off. I got a text today. I need to order some more. I ran out. I just haven't had some. They sent me a coupon code, and I can use our coupon code to get 25% off total. So I'm going to have to get me some more of that spicy jersey. Uh, maybe send you a uh, – habanero pepper or what was it carolina ghost reaper wade yeah, carolina reaper. do you think you can handle it i've eaten one before straight up so you know oh, the you turkey would be it. a nice little side flavor you know yeah. that's good so first thing i want to get into albert Pujols' career comes to all right me. i was wrong it's not a conspiracy he cleared the bar by like what six home runs yeah, so, so I, I think we were that was the wrong take by us but i think ooh. the man's got some momentum and uh, you know, he, he didn't want to be the guy who ended up at 699. So, yeah. Well, so I think the Phillies beat him two games to none. Am, am I right? Yeah. So yeah, it was a sweep. Our old city sports network, you can see him in the top right corner there. All ah, we Phillies have a guys. inter-network rivalry now yes. starting this week. Yeah, so our network's big Philly fans, but we got a bunch of Braves fans, minus me and Futch. I don't know, Futch, you might be a Braves fan. Uh yeah. We got Tyler and Wade, big Braves guys. What do y'all think is going to happen uh, once this series kicks off? Once the NLDS starts? You can hit it, Tyler. I'll let you um, uh, lead I us think, off. Uh, really, uh, while well, I just look at the schedule, we have all day games for this series, and that is a bad thing for the Braves because the Braves' offense just goes to sleep during the day. So I think the big thing uh, for Atlanta is getting Strider back. I think if he can get him back. I think, to me, this is going to go five games. It just feels like these teams know each other. I think that this series is going to go the distance. I know a lot of people are going to pick the Braves, but I think, you know, the Phillies are, are hot, and, you know, the, with their pitching staff that they got with Wheeler and Nola at the top, I think it's just going to be of a whale of a series. Uh, so I think that it's going to go the distance. Yeah, I think it's a – Good thing it's a five-game series because you're going to get to see the whole rotation, like you said. And for the Braves, I trust the Braves' rotation just a little bit more, um, especially with the extra game in Atlanta. I mean, really, Max Fried and and Spencer Strider should go punch for punch with Wheeler and Nola. And then you got a guy like Charlie Morton, who, while he's been kind of washed as the season's gone down the stretch, he's been there, done that. So you got to think he could hold it down. Um, maybe in a road atmosphere, game three, 
situation. And then uh, hopefully one of the young guys like Bryce Elder uh, could step up and, and get a win for the Braves. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the Braves in that series. But uh, Bryce Harper's a Braves killer. can't forget about Kyle Wright either. He's and Kyle, oh, yeah, Kyle Wright will be our third or guy. Or my boy, Dansby. Yeah, Dansby's been pretty hot, too, so, yeah. Time to re-sign that, man. Give him a long-term contract. Uh, I don't know. If Hopefully it's in the cards. Yeah. Uh, so I know the M- MLB recently like restructured the playoffs format because mm-hmm. I liked the wild card single elimination. You win or you go home. Is no, it? I, sep- like this I know that Wade likes these. Best of three. Is it? Sep- <laughs> is it this NLDS? Is it best of three or is it a seven game? It's, it's, seven? it's like a best of five. So okay, the first so five and seven. Three, the first nine, three games advances. Okay, so second. Uh, NLDS series is actually going on right now with the Mets and the Padres tied at 1-1 on the series. Padres were up 4-0. Do we have a score update? Has, has anything else changed in that Still game? 4-0 top of the seventh. 4-0 top of the seventh. So looking like the Padres can get it done unless the Mets stage a comeback. And they'll That's take on the be Dodgers. going to a good series between the Padres and the Dodgers. I mean, those two teams know each other as yep. well. Inter-California series right there. Yeah. I mean, it's a battle for, for the state. Uh, speaking of a comeback – I don't know if y'all – go ahead, Fletch. I'm kind of disappointed, though. Like, as much as Wade and Tyler disliked the Mets, the 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 thing is is that the Mets had a 10-and-a-half game lead at one time. And I don't think I, they really blew it. I think the Braves were just like, you know, they were the best baseball team. Well, all you got to do is play 500 baseball. I mean, They played more they, than that. They went like the 70 and even out too. They, yeah. they were playing like – the Marlins and the Nationals every other game. And yeah. we were playing the Phillies. Hey, don't hate all the Marlins. Yeah. Much. I mean, the Mets had a cupcake of a schedule, and they couldn't even get the job done. They got swept by the Cubs. You know, they lost the series to the Nats. So, I mean, that's just the Mets being the Mets. I mean, they lost They lost a lot of series because, number one, there was no closing pitching from the Mets late in the season, I think. And, and it kind of – it led into the lack of offense in late innings uh, in games, and they just couldn't hold on. I mean, that's something that if there's if there's teams that are playing that don't have a shot, they're just going to do whatever they can uh, just to go out there and and perform. I mean, they're not playing for anything, so there's nothing that they got to worry about. So they're loose; they go out there and play. So I mean, there was a lot of pressure on on uh, New York, knowing that Atlanta was right on their tail. The whole time, um, I think Atlanta hit their stride at the right time. I think what the problem here is is that you know Atlanta is playing a team that just came off of two big wins. Uh, you've been resting for a little bit, so is it going to be the Phillies continuing what you know they've been doing in the series and the Braves taking a couple of games in order to get back into it? Or, you know, is, is Atlanta going to answer the bell immediately? I mean, I think it's – that series is the battle of pitching, I think. It's going to be – for me, it's two starters and then the closers. It's generally what happens in baseball. I mean, if you've got two good starters and a good closer, uh, most of the time you're going you're gonna to win a series. So, uh, if Kenley Jansen is going to be the guy for, for Atlanta, uh, I think Eflin's probably going to be the guy for – for Philadelphia. So I think it's uh it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, it'll be will the Braves offense win or or Philly's pitching win and, and 
I'm not sure. I can't answer that question, but I think it's I think it's going to be a good series, though. So we've got a comment from our YouTube responding to that much. Uh, Thomas, how you doing, Thomas? He says he thinks the Phillies need to take advantage of Nola in the Wheeler games. Well, and he didn't finish that comment, so I'll let you know when he finishes that comment. But no, uh, well, if you ask anybody, we have to yeah. answer the, the problem. Yes. Okay, yeah. So why do you think that the Phillies need to take advantage of Nola and Wheeler games, Fletch? Um, I think the well, I think they need to take advantage of it because they don't have anything after that. I mean that that's that's the that's the issue with the Phillies. I mean, once you get into games three and four. If Wheeler, you know, if Wheeler throws an entire game, you know, saying he throws over 100 pitches, he's not going to see any more time in the series unless it's a game five. Uh, so I, I think it's if they want to take some games, I mean, they're going to have to take one in Atlanta in order to have a chance. I mean, that's that's ultimately what has to happen. And if they get it early, that's probably better for them. So if they get a game one win in Atlanta, uh, Atlanta's already backpedaling, and that, and that's that's not good for them. I mean, the reason Atlanta was so great last year is because of timely hitting. I mean, that's how they won the World Series. It was just timely hitting. It wasn't Eddie Rosario and Jorge Soler. Those are the yeah. two guys last year. Yeah, I mean, two guys can carry you in the playoffs as far as bats go. I mean, everybody else just got to get on. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be loud in Atlanta. I mean, it's it's a playoff atmosphere, and and it's changed a lot. In, in These the day games. Year. Tyler, are they weekend day games or are they midweek? No, they're they're, they're like they start on Tuesday. Yeah, well, I don't really like that. Playing I mean, like, baseball midweek. Yeah, yeah. Day. I know that they want to get it on TV. You know, at all times of the day, but your well, viewership's not going to be good. New York's going to get the primetime game. I mean, we all know that it, it's that's what's going to happen. So it's just do it's, it like March have... Madness, all at once, different networks, seven o'clock. <laughs> yeah, just just roll with it. You got ESPN, TBS. Shoot, you can put it on Peacock for all I care. I mean, just throw <laughs> it on. I mean, it's already put it on Prime. Like, yeah, Prime. Amazon, Prime. Prime. Apple <laughs> TV, everything. Disney Plus, put on it. Yeah, anyway. Disney Plus. There just... we go. Maybe we could have it on Nickelodeon <laughs> where they have the slime game. Nickelodeon, have a Nickelodeon game games. like the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but every time they hit a home run, throw some slime. So we got the Phillies playing the Braves starting on Tuesday. Um, and then we've got either the Mets or the Padres looking like the Padres, uh, unless the Mets pull a comeback like the Mariners did last night. They were down seven runs. They came back in the seventh inning to end up beating uh, whoever they played. I don't have it in my notes, and I forgot. The Blue Jays. The Blue Jays. <laughs> Thank you. They ended up beating the Blue Jays. They were down seven. They came back to win 10-9. to nine. So they'll be playing the Astros. In the ALDS here in Houston, maybe I could score. We saw that matchup. Yep, we did, and we saw the Astros. Yeah, what was it like ten to ten to one? I think it was thirteen to two. Oh, was the final score? Oh, whenever we left, it was ten to one. But yeah, the final was thirteen to. Yeah, yeah. So that should be a good series. Maybe I could score me some tickets here in Houston. I don't know. Probably not. You can just watch from Buff Brew. Yeah, yeah, I'll just go sit on the balcony of Buff Brew and watch and just peer into the stadium. Um, and our other ALDS matchup we've got, uh, the Guardians in the Rays set a record for the longest playoff game. <laughs> probably the lowest scoring playoff game. Nothing, nothing into the 15th inning. So they hit a, a walk-off. The Guardians hit a walk-off home run, and it was an absolute moonshot over the left field wall. Um, and they'll be taking on the Yankees next week. So we've got Phillies, Braves. Guardians, Yankees, Mariners, Astros, and to be determined versus the Dodgers. 
Who who are we thinking makes it out of those four games, Tyler? We, I don't want to get that. I'll just get my World Series prediction. So I think that's okay. going to be Astros, Dodgers, and I'm going to go with the Strohs. I think that the Strohs. I think that this is their year. I think that you know, obviously that. I want the Braves to win since I'm a Braves fan, but it's always hard to, to repeat in baseball. I mean, they have a talented team, but when they run to the Dodgers, the Dodgers, if they run to the Dodgers, that is, they're going to want revenge. So I think the Dodgers are the best team uh, in, the NI, in the NL. They just have really a complete team. I think that Houston will be able to match that. So I'm going to go uh, give Houston uh, the World Series. Okay, okay. Wade, what's your take on it? I'm going to go with the, the repeat of Braves and Astros. And I'm not ready to pull the trigger on the Braves, but I want to. <laughs> Is that um, a little fan bias right there? But I do think the Astros are probably the most complete team when yeah. the offense is humming. But the Dodgers, I mean, they won 107 games. So that lineup is phenomenal at times. I mean, they do have a few guys that are regular contributors that are hitting like 210 or like, I don't know, 190 or something. It's Justin Turner, even over 200. But um that pitching staff has been elite at times. I'm not sure how healthy they are right now. If, if Gonson's back yet, if Heaney's back. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers do advance, but something tells me the Braves use a little bit of magic to get past the Dodgers and then run out of magic against the Astros. And I think that Justin Verlander will take home the MVP with two starts, two wins, probably like eight plus innings one run run or something crazy. So look he, for he's it. been dealing this year. That's yeah. what I would go with. Yeah. Fletch, who do you got winning the whole thing? Uh well <laughs> I'm gonna throw a curveball at you guys, literally. Uh I've Guardians. Got... No, 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 no. I don't got Cleveland one. He's Jesus. going with the Phillies, watch. He's trying to make no, everybody I'm... in the network happy. Um no, I'm actually gonna go Mariners uh Dodgers for the World okay. Series. Uh, Seattle's riding a five-game winning streak, so I mean that's end of end of the year and into the postseason. So uh, beating Toronto was no easy task. So I think uh, they've got a lot of momentum going into the next series, and it'll be interesting. Uh, to it's a high-profile series, and I think if they want to win the series, they have to they have to be able to hit the ball good because uh, their pitching rotation is not as good as. As Houston's, we saw so, Robbie Ray what he did. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's and if that's their ace, it's going to be interesting. So oh. I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of offensive action in that series. Uh, but I think uh, I, I got to go with the Dodgers in the NL only because of you know what Wade said. I mean they're loaded and it's I don't know where they find the money for it, <laughs> but uh, they do somehow and and that's that's how it is and and I think it's. It's going to be the pitching for for the Dodgers, and of course, Clayton Kershaw hasn't pitched well for the Dodgers in the postseason ever, really. So maybe this year is is a different year. Uh, I just I feel like I feel like the, the Dodgers uh, are the better team. I think they'll beat San Diego, um, and I think they'll end up playing Atlanta. But uh, you'll see a little rematch there, and I think it's uh, I think the Dodgers probably get the better half of it. Uh, this year because of home field advantage. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to give a winner yet, but I do want to be in the AL final. Oh, I didn't give a winner. Shoot, I didn't give a winner. Yeah, let's just give us two teams. I got got Seattle winning it all. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. 
I want to see oh, in the AL that? final. I want a rematch of the Yankees and the Astros, and I want the Astros to just blow their doors off so they you can get away from all this cheating stuff and like just stop talking about it. That's a little home team bias, but I'd like to see. I guess I'll give you my winner. He I'm wasn't going, even fan while that was happening. I, know, I wasn't. <laughs> so I, like I was a White Sox fan, me. but I got to represent the whole playoffs. team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. Kind of similar. I, I think Tyler used to Astros Dodgers in the World Series. Um, and I'm taking the Strohs. We're gonna. I, I just want to put all the cheating rumors to bed. You know, move on. They win it this year. All that stuff's kind of forgotten about. Maybe, but uh, so it should so be funny. interesting playoffs to follow. We've got Thomas left us another comment. MLB is not smart in their marketing at all. Kind of agree with that. Especially he says the well, Phillies, most of the, the major sport playing, leagues aren't either. Yeah. <laughs> Playing on Friday at 2 o'clock on ESPN3. So, there you go. Um, just like the NHL playoffs, like when we had the uh, old PSR guys on and the coach was was not happy about the, the marketing of the NHL playoffs. So, that's <laughs> our uh, MLB playoff recap. Uh, brought to you by Righteous Felon. So, make sure you head on over to RighteousFelon.com. Use promo code OCSN for 15% off. All right. Let's get into our bread and butter meat potatoes here on Sports Scramble. <laughs> College football. You said it, Wade. We had a lot of games going on this week. Uh, our upset pe- our upset picks were not good this week. We went 0-4. We started off 4-0, then we went 2-2, and now we're 0-4. So we're back in the loser column. Kind of break it down here. Tyler had LSU going over Tennessee. That was wrong, unfortunately. Uh, I believe, Wade, you had Florida State over NC State. I had Missouri beating Florida, which looked You should looked have pulled your South Carolina over Kentucky. That you would have. Yeah, I did. I picked that on SEC Talk. So. That's right. Missouri I thought that you were going to like roll that over too. No, I felt more confident about Missouri. But uh, yeah, it, was, it was a good game. And they held Anthony Richardson down, but I uh, lost by seven. Yeah. Hey, gives LSU fans hope for next week. Uh, I had Florida State over NC State, and uh, I was wrong. Uh, it was a two-point game there at the end. And Futch, you had Washington upsetting USC. That one was also close. I think it was like seven or eight points. Mm, uh, yeah, it was a close one. I mean, 16. Washington, Washington oh, 14. Never mind, 16. <laughs> yeah. hey, and you were wrong. Nine, so, I mean, <laughs> one or two possessions. I'm the oddball out of this group uh, this yeah. week. <laughs> well, yeah, we went 0-4 this week. But it's okay. Hey, we, we accept our losses, but we also accept our winnings. Um, our parlay almost hit, I think, just – uh, one uh, Auburn, uh, they kind of screwed it up for yeah. us. We almost had it. We almost had the full parlay, and then Auburn let up a late touchdown to to put it over the edge. Um, so upset picks for next week, Tyler. I'll let you start it off. All right. Well, since y'all like kind of pretty much stole all the the good upset picks, I might be the one in the lost column. But I'm gonna go with the Knowles over Clemson. It's at home. It's at a uh, Dope Campbell. The Tomahawk Chop is gonna be chopping. I think that Florida State's defense will be able to keep it close uh, against Clemson. But Clemson's offense has just been on fire. So I think that Jordan Travis, uh, if he can play like he did uh, week one, then I think that uh, Florida State's kind of a best chance at it. I don't think it's going to happen, but, you know, this was the only really upset pick I was left. So Florida State. I kind of agree with you on that one because they're the reason why I have later on the show, we'll talk about it, but our top four teams, that's why I don't preview. I don't have Clemson in my top four because I think they either lose to Florida State or they drop a game to Miami at the end of the year. I, I agree with you. 
I, I don't know. Crazy things happen. Like a dumpster fire. They crazy had, things they had a better happen. shot of losing to Notre Dame. Or Notre, yeah, one of those two. Crazier I, things have happened. I agree with you, Tyler. I think I think Jordan Travis is the quarterback of the year in the ACC. Uh, I think he's better than DJ at, at Clemson. I think it's. I think he is by far. I mean, this is going to be like Clemson's like last like hope of losing, and after that, I think there's they're they're just going to go undefeated and run the table. Well, like you said, they do play Notre Dame in a few weeks, so that also could could be a possibility. Yeah, it is in South Bend too, so you never know. Yeah, or track. Miami. Upset alert, Miami. Uh, I don't they see beat it. Miami, Miami like seventy to five last time they played, <laughs> <laughs> and that was in South Beach. Wait, are you pulling for your Clemson Tigers? I know you're a big Clemson fan. <laughs> I think they'll win out. So, uh, so who's your upset pick, pick this week, Wade? I saw enough. I saw enough from Tennessee this weekend to move the needle into their direction, and uh, I think they could be the the leader in the SEC. Um, definitely in the East, but you know, I think they could beat Alabama this weekend. So I'm going to confidently say Tennessee will beat Alabama and be the number one team. When do Tennessee and Georgia play? Uh, in like three weeks. Yeah. That's going to be now Tennessee beats Bama this weekend. That is going to be college game day's got to be there. Oh, that, they I mean, that, get this. Tennessee could beat Alabama and then they could lose to Georgia. And we'll never get to see Tennessee and Alabama play again. It will be Alabama versus Georgia. That's it. And then Alabama what do you do in that situation? Ooh. I just want to see like a Tennessee Ole Miss SEC championship. I'm tired of seeing the same old teams. Yeah, I think uh, it kind of all tells the tale. If Tennessee upsets Alabama this weekend, then they got a real shot at beating. Georgia. Yeah, we could be in for an interesting finish in the uh, the standings. Yep. Fudge, who do you got? Um, I got my Nittany Lions, Penn State. Uh, there we go, baby. Spoiler. We are. We are. Woo! We are. <laughs> and uh, supposed to finish it. Penn State. Well, <laughs> so don't even know seventeen chance. I've got them uh, winning in Ann Arbor. I think that Penn State can get it done. They're a veteran group, uh, more experienced than than uh, Michigan, and and Michigan's looked shaky in the first few weeks, and. Uh, struggling with Indiana in the third quarter this past week, and ultimately they fell down out of the top four, uh, and I think they're fifth right now. But mm-hmm. it's uh, it, they just seem like they're just not there. If it's not for their running back, they're not uh, undefeated at this point. So I think that uh, they haven't played anybody at a high caliber. So I think this is a game that that can uh, change that. I think it's going to be a close game. I just feel like Penn State. Uh, has more weapons as far as receivers go and, and running back go as well. I like it. I like it. I'm definitely going to be watching that one this weekend. Gonna be I've nice. got TCU over Oklahoma State. The, the, the Horned Frogs, baby. Max Dugan is a dog. Okay. They, they, they go into uh, Kansas, take them down. I know that they lost their start quarterback, but it was Kansas backup came in and threw for like four touchdowns. Um, I think they've Mr. Out Bean. To, yeah, Mr. Bean. What a, <laughs> what a name. Um, I saw someone say, he's no beanstalk, he's the bean. <laughs> I was like, he's got all the beans. I was like, okay, he's got all the magic beans, apparently. But I think uh, I think TCU gets it done over Oklahoma State. It's in uh, Fort Worth, yeah. so they got home field advantage. Uh, Oklahoma State has looked good. It's a battle of the unbeatens. Uh, 
and I think they come out on top. I think whoever wins that is a lock for the Big Twelve title. Yep, definitely. I think if Kansas, I think if Kansas wins out, they meet TCU again in the and Big Twelve. It's a, it's a battle. I think for Texas a is going to have something right to say about that. Eh, I mean, yeah. I mean, destroyed. come on. They just well, let's let's get it. into it. Let's get into it. The Red River rivalry was not a rivalry game. <laughs> Texas absolutely blew the doors off Oklahoma, forty-nine to nothing. I would have loved to see fifty. 49 to nothing, and Tyler, take it away. They blew – I mean, Quinn Ewers came back and just was unstoppable. Yeah, Quinn Ewers is definitely the difference maker of this Texas offense. B. John Robinson was an absolute dog on Saturday. I mean, Oklahoma defense just couldn't stop him. I mean, Brent Venables, I bet his – you know, wishing to go back to Clemson like right yeah, about go, now. Go, yeah, go Oklahoma – the ACC. Yeah, Oklahoma is not that good uh, this year. I think that it, they're going to be like crawling to six wins. They, they might not even get the six wins at this rate the way their defense is going. And I mean, their offense couldn't even score either. So Texas, you know, had the game last year. If you remember last year's game, they were up big. And then Cale Williams comes out of yep. nowhere and, you know, puts up 40 on them. So this Put was him definitely, on the map, too. That was his breakout game. Yeah, that was his breakout game. But, yeah, hook them horns, baby. Yeah, so – Texas came out swinging. Uh, you think if Quinn Ewers stayed in the game versus Bama, they win that game? Oh, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, I mean, he was cooking They win by at least like quarter. two touchdowns. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I hate to say it, but there's no horns down this week. They, uh, <laughs> the Longhorns rolled through them. Uh, another game we got to talk about, unfortunately, mm. LSU. Wade and Futch, y'all were at the game. Minus what happened on the field, I want to get y'all's takes on the weekend, on the experience, 11 a.m. game. Wade, Who wants to talk about like? experience because we lost by 37 or whatever? Exactly. <laughs> I, we'll talk about the actual game, but I want to talk about or your 27. How many, uh, yeah, let's talk about the fans leaving all at third quarter. <laughs> yeah, so Wade, what was it like the whole game? Did y'all tailgate beforehand? You know, it was an early start. I don't get oh, up at 6 a.m., Chet. <laughs> uh no, it was it was fun. Uh, we had a good weekend. Matthew and Mallory came up. Uh, their family had a pretty big tailgate with uh, Matt's little cousin goes to Tennessee. So um, she had some friends come in, and I guess it was worth the trip for them. Yeah, uh, A big win for Tennessee. So it was good. Um, got to the game about 10 a.m., so not a, not a lot of time for any sort of tailgating beforehand. But uh, – it was kind of nice because people either stuck around for the game afterwards and there was a good tailgate environment still watching the 2.30 games on TV or some people just booked it out of there. So there was really no traffic. Uh, so that, that was a plus. Um, but, you know, it was good to see Tiger Stadium full all the way up to the the nosebleeds. I mean, even the corners were filled in. And uh, it was rocking for an 11 a.m. game. But uh before too long, all you heard was Rocky Top, and I'm sure Jacob can attest to that. So uh, where I was sitting was definitely right in the heart of Tennessee country. So heard a lot of a lot of Rocky Top, and uh, it's a it's a good little tune. So I'm not not offended by it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was all Tennessee, and uh, you know they played uh, crowd or not crowd surf. Um, geez, what's swag surf. Swag surf. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, you see Hendon Hooker and his wide receiver core in the corner, and they're just going like crazy. And I'm like, oh, man, he's about to throw for 400 yards on us. And he definitely had a really good game. So that was probably 
you know, it was probably the writing on the wall for the Tigers. Yeah. Butch, what did you think of the game? Um, I thought it was it was a good environment. Uh, that's probably the biggest the nicest game thing of... you can say about, about the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a good environment. I, I, well, that was the most busy game I've ever been at, uh, the stadium there. That was my seventh game uh, at Tiger Stadium. So I think uh, it, it was a lot of energy for 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, normal Penn State games are not that much energy at 11 o'clock in the morning. I can tell you that much. Uh, but I think the biggest thing was, uh, yes, I had to get up at six o'clock in the morning, Wade, uh, just so I could be there. And I still made it. We're proud uh, of you. Yeah. I still made it at 1030. So it, <laughs> I was walking into the stadium at the traffic going in was bad, but the traffic leaving wasn't so bad. bad. Yeah. Cause half the fans <laughs> were wrong. Yeah. So, but it was, I, I had a good time. Uh, my girlfriend had a good time as well. So we were sitting in the heart of the LSU faithful there and, uh, it was yeah, we had some characters in the crowd. Yeah, uh, I so, imagine so. Funny story, I couldn't text you guys because I have terrible connection in that stadium. Uh, concrete walls and, and yep, self we, we all do. Yeah. So, uh, so I was in there, and it, this is like third quarter, and at that point, it's a three touchdown game, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like, this this isn't good. And I look down, and the woman in front of me is pointing down at this lady down to the left she was like four or five rows down from us and she's holding this little thing in her hand and it's orange and she's like jabbing i'm like what the heck is she doing she made a tennessee voodoo doll and she was stabbing it with a needle oh my god <laughs> there was lsc's losing by 21 and this woman is just going at it just stabbing ripping it. his head off just <laughs> Next it's, week it's gonna be a brian kelly voodoo doll yeah, it really. Was, yeah, it was wild. Uh-huh. I'm like, what in the world? I'm like, this lady's crazy. And mm-hmm. I had a 70 year old guy to my right, like two rows down, that wanted to fight some kid from from Tennessee, and they were going at it the whole game. Jeez. And uh, it was wild, but it was a good time. Uh, I was able to make it out of there. I think we, I think we left with like 10 minutes to go in the fourth. It, we not left much to see after that. that yeah. Time. So, uh, hey, you missed Jaden Daniels' first interception of the season. Yeah, that was the last play of the game. Well, I was outside the stadium when I heard, oh, interception. And I'm like, oh, nice. (laughs) I'm glad we got out. Well, yeah, that game was pretty much over after half when Tennessee came out and scored. I mean, we made it close. Not close, but made it within. There was a chance right before the half that if Dre Jenkins caught that football and we scored to make it 20 to 14. Oh, we had all the momentum going in. Yeah, it would have been, I feel like, a different ballgame. I think we still would have lost, but the fact that we didn't score there and then they went down and kicked a field goal and then scored on the first possession of the second half, that right there was like a 17-point swing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was insurmountable. I made the comment. I was was sitting there, and it was like, I think we had 50 seconds left till half or something like that. It was really close. And Tennessee was moving the ball down the field, and I kind of made the comment. I was like, Tennessee gets points here. They get the ball started third quarter. I said, this could be, you know, 17, 10, 17 point swing. Yeah. And at that point, uh, it could be over because LSU's offense was stagnant at that point. I mean, if it hadn't been for, you know, Daniels running for 35 yards on one run play that ended up getting that touchdown, uh, I don't think they score. So it was kind of one of those things where, it was weird for them to receive the ball at the start of the game anyways. Thought you and win it the didn't toss. Work out. You win the sure. toss and you receive 
And I'm thinking Brian Kelly's a defensive – pretty much I would say it more of a defensive-minded head coach. And you decide to receive first against a Tennessee defense that is really good. Uh, and I just thought that was strange, and they ended up muffing the kickoff. And I mean, that's all she wrote right there. Yeah, the woes of the special team definitely continue. For a guy who puts out. a lot of emphasis on special teams and will burn four- and five-star recruits, redshirt eligibility – just to have them play special teams, like we don't look that good on special teams. <laughs> yeah, I think the special teams coach has got to go. One thing, every press conference, Brian Kelly's up there. Oh, I was out coached. I've got to coach better. Yeah, when are me, you going to start coaching better? I let mean, me address you, that. There are you two say guys every week that should out coach him, and that is Nick Saban and Davo Sweeney, because those are the only two guys that are getting paid more money per year than Brian Kelly. So those I don't are honestly the only two guys that beat that have beaten him year after year. Yeah, his decision making, like you had a fourth down that you went for and you should have took the points, like it would have mattered. Yeah. You got blown out. Well, and then before the half, we have like a fourth and fifteen on the midfield, and you go for it, and then you give them like the short field after you know they just like ran it up your throats as easy as it could. I mean, it was just a bad game. I mean, going into this, I, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, was drinking, <laughs> I, was, I was drinking too much of the purple Kool-Aid. I mean, I was high on Tennessee for a reason at the start of the season. I wrote about them. You need I to mean, get back on that orange juice. They, yeah, I'm back on the orange juice for sure. Well, we'll, we'll see on SEC talk if I keep riding with them. Uh, but, yeah, it was just it was just an awful show, and it's completely unacceptable. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it pisses me off every week. Well, I got a coach better. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, ten million. Where have we year. heard that before? Les Miles and and Ed, Ed Orgeron Orgeron. said the same yeah. same crap. So, exactly. well, my assessment of the LSU offseason and the beginning of this season is that there wasn't much emphasis. Number one, well, on correct recruiting, first of all, and there wasn't enough emphasis on developing the pieces that you already had. Um, he was trying to pull everybody in from outside. Yeah. And, it, and there was I no internal development. So there was no bond there. And it just seemed like everything was kind of thrown together with, with, you know, masking tape at the start, at the start of the season. And it was bound to fall apart. Um, I think as soon as that first loss to, to Florida state, I think you, you really have to, they, they should have gone back to the drawing board completely, wipe it clean slate. I know you win the next few games. Uh, but they're but they a cup-shaped team. Yeah, they aren't the whole games on your State. schedule. Sure. So I think, number one, you know, everybody's calling for, for Brian Kelly, you know, for something to happen there. But nothing's going to happen there. Oh, we, we signed him out, what was sure. three – Three yeah, years, we're not. We're not. Trust me, we're not calling for him to fire. He, he just needs to change something. Yeah. This is I mean, okay, change. I'll just say this: You are LSU. You have enough talent. The way you know, the fact that you know, I'll just go back to the freaking game. To lose forty to thirteen is completely unacceptable here. Unacceptable. I don't care if you're freaking Les Miles or anybody. It's completely unacceptable at a program as elite as LSU is. Well, here's the thing, Tyler. Everybody goes through woes, and this just this is part of the cycle. I mean, you win the national championship in 2019. It's got something's got to give eventually. Yeah. So this is the gift that's going to keep on giving. I mean, a couple of years. Well, I mean, I yeah, think we were, sure left this roster in, in a dumpster fire. So. Yeah, I think we were hoping the last two seasons the gift was over, uh, but yeah. it seems like this year kind of the same old thing. And 
maybe next year when he's got a whole new recruiting class in, hopefully a new special teams coordinator, um, <laughs> we'll have something figured out. Because I, I never expected us to go undefeated this year, but I wanted us to at least make it competitive. I mean, we looked like a high school team out there this weekend. Yeah. I mean, totally outplayed, totally outcoached. They didn't even look ready from the jump. Um, and I'm looking at the schedule for the rest of the year. We've got Florida next week, which Florida looked bad against Missouri. Um, but Missouri looked great against Georgia, so who knows what that calls for. Yeah. So I don't know about that one. But then you got Ole Miss and Alabama, which those are probably two L's unless Ole Miss just falls apart. Uh, like the first half of Vanderbilt? Yeah. And then you've got Arkansas. Well, Arkansas has fallen apart just like they did last year. So we'll see about that one. And then UAB, obviously, that's hopefully a win. I mean, you kind of can guarantee that one. And then Texas A&M, they, they shined against Bama, but besides that, they don't look great. So, I don't know. It's not looking great for the rest of the schedule. Uh, I'm just glad we played Mississippi State when we did, or else we'd have been embarrassed by their offense as well. <laughs> they're playing like they're, they're playing lights out. Right we now. were their wake-up call. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, I mean, they destroyed Arkansas. It was like They destroyed to A&M and Arkansas back-to-back, yeah. and then they get Kentucky on the road, which they'll probably destroy. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens out of that. Question I got from a listener – um, with the, our stagnant offense that we had this weekend, as Fletch so eloquently put it, uh, you know, a lot of people on Twitter were calling for Jaden Daniels to be benched. Uh, do y'all agree? Do you think he should be the starter going forward, or should they make the switch to Nussmeyer since he is kind of the future? And I know you got Walker Howard as a red shirt, which I mean, I probably wouldn't burn his red shirt this season. I mean, the season just let him progress and get used to college football. But Fletch, I'll let you start. From what you saw, do you think Nussmeyer should be the starter going forward? Yeah, I think Nussmeyer needs at least two starts at quarterback, and I think the next two games are the time to do it um, in the schedule. I think that's the perfect time to do it uh, to see what he's made of because right now uh, you know what you're going to get with Daniels, and I think it's you know the same story of uh, you know guys get five yards down the field and all of a sudden he's taken off. Yep. Uh, which number one gives your offensive line zero motivation to block for you. Uh, and number two, it ticks your receivers off too, because they can't even get into their routes. So that's part of the problem there. Nussmeyer is more of a pocket passer. And I think uh, if you want to put the blame on anybody, it, you know, I don't like to put the blame on anybody in a, in a football game. It's a team effort, but if you want to do that, have Nussmeyer go in there and figure out the problems. If he's going to be a pocket passer and the offensive line is going to collapse, the offensive line is going to collapse. You know what you need to fix. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if Daniels keeps running out of the pocket, the offensive line isn't developing. And the defensive line that they're facing against doesn't even have to make an effort. They're they're not tired. So I think there needs to be a change there. Uh, Get some more bonding between Nussmeyer and those receivers, the first-team receivers. because uh, I think that Jack Besh is a huge piece for that. Yeah, he's non-existent, offense. basically, yeah. on, on offense. He's a huge piece, and, and I don't think Daniels has found him, and maybe Nussmeyer is the answer to find him because there were multiple occasions where he was wide open uh, mm-hmm. yesterday and just not even, not even a look uh, in his direction. I'm definitely not like a fan of just straight up benching him, but I think – against Florida, you give them the first quarter, and if we don't do anything, Nussmeyer's going in. I don't think it's a bench. I think that 
I think that Brian Kelly needs to come out and say, well, he's great with words, by the way. And I think this is where he makes a statement like, this isn't a bench. This is a, we're reevaluating the quarterback room. I think that's yeah. what he needs to come out and say. It's not benching Daniels. It just, you need to make a decision. You're five games into the season and something needs to happen because you still got, uh, you know, more seven games, you know, six to seven games left in the season. You need to, to figure out who's going to be the starter for the rest of the year and going into next year. And it might jumpstart your offense too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was surprised to see that Daniels threw for 300 yards, but when you're down 40 to 13 or 40 to nothing, you can't run the ball. You just got to throw it all. They threw like 45 passes. Um, so that was a little crazy. Wade, what's your take on the LSU quarterback situation? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think there's bigger problems with LSU than what Jaden Daniels is doing. I, I agree that maybe it provides a jump start to the offense, but I don't know if that's a risk I'd be worth taking at this moment. I would just ride with Daniels, and you got to figure out the running back position. I mean, there's too much talent there to, I don't know, have like 10 designed run plays a game. I mean, yeah. the majority of the carries are from Daniels, you know, escaping the pocket or whatever. And I don't know, maybe that's not by design. Maybe if Nussmeyer came in, that number would be reduced in half and maybe it would see more designed runs. But I mean, LSU had like 15 rushing yards by their running backs. So yeah. that's. That's not going to cut it. They only had Jr. 50 total. And I think Daniels, yeah. like you said, had 35 of them on, on one carry. So, and, and that's including sack yardage. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he probably had more than that. So, I don't know. It's just like the offense is just stagnant, like you said. And their running game is only through the quarterback. So, I'm hesitant that if you took Daniels out, like, do we have any running game? So, that's where the blame lies to me. I don't know if it's a scheme thing or a talent thing, but somehow we're starting Josh Williams, which is, which is fine if he's the guy that won the job, but that says a lot about Kane and Emery that they couldn't hold him off. So yeah, he's a walk on, Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but he's definitely making the most of his, of, he's doing of his time. great for his role, but I mean, it's just shocking that neither one of those guys could, could grab the job. So LSU yeah. needs to figure out what, what they're going to run with in the backfield. Yeah, I I think it's number one. I don't think LSU needs to be playing a shotgun offense because it's, they're not, I'll reference, they're not Penn State of 2016 where it was Trace McSorley and uh, Saquon Barkley in the backfield. And throw it on a dime. (laughs) Yeah, it's not, they can't run a read option at LSU. It is not going to work. And, that's what it looks like is is happening. I think that whoever's quarterback, if it's Daniels, he needs to get under center and at least give his running back some sort of downhill momentum or get into something with play action uh, yeah. where you have receivers that can break away. You know, one thing that was a shock to everybody Friday night, our starting left uh, guard, Will Campbell, is in the hospital for dehydration. There may be more to tell, but we pay people millions of dollars to regulate these athletes' bodies. And you're telling me you can't get that figured out? Like, that was a huge blow. And then, like, the third play of the game, the left tackle goes down, Garrett Dellinger. So we had no left side of our our offensive line, and that might have led to Daniels running all the time. But it's I don't know if we can definitely say the offensive line is to blame because, like you said, Futch, they have no reason to – to block as soon as he says hunt 
that guy's covered, I'm gone. I'm just taking off. So, but Tyler, you've been, you had a take before the show when I brought the question up. What are, What's your thoughts on Jaden Daniels or Garrett Dustmeyer? I mean, I like, uh, you know, getting Jaden Daniels as a transfer, but like really the more and more I think about it, like how in the heck did Miles, like how did the coaching staff see Miles Brennan as like a quarterback three? Because, I mean, I I just think, you know, like Miles Brennan, you know, wasn't, you know, as fast as Jaden Daniels. It's not even close. But, like, the pure arm talent, like, their receivers are pretty much non-existent this season. I mean, we saw, you know, Kayshawn get a touchdown, like, late in the game. Yeah, first touchdown, first touchdown of the season. And we're in the sixth game. That usually doesn't happen uh, with Miles Brennan. I'm not saying, you know, Miles Brennan's like the, the next Joe Burr or anything. But, you know, he was able to, you know, to, to take the deep shots. And, like, we haven't even, you know, seen Jaden Daniels, like, launch a deep. There, you remember that, like, that one – Played like he had like a one on one. It was a four for one, like a third and one. They decided to go for it. And Brian Kelly is like literally yelling right into his face. You had one on one, and he didn't yeah. even pull the trigger. Like he he doesn't even like pull the trigger when he needs to. So I don't know. Like he he's definitely a talented like quarterback on the run, but he definitely has to improve. Uh, I don't think you go ahead and bench the guy because you're going on the road and you just don't want to throw like a, a sophomore out there right. uh, in Gainesville. So. I don't know. I think they're just going to have to ride with Jane Daniels. But the more I think about, it, like, how do you let Miles Brennan walk away? So, because I think you definitely don't lose game one. Oh, for sure. I think just the experience alone of playing in the SEC was yeah. that football game. Um, yeah, I'm wondering now if it, maybe it wasn't that close or maybe if Miles just was like, you know what, I don't feel like dealing with this yeah. anymore. It's got to be I'm more, done. like, personal than – yeah. Because yeah, I think, I think he definitely would have beat out. I think there was some yeah. beef there between yeah. him and Kelly with – begging him to come back he comes back because he he originally entered the yeah. transfer portal but then he comes back and then he gave it, his, and his time to show yeah and then he gets the transfer quarterback so i think I that, that, that just... kind of gave him a bad taste and yeah. after that they just had beef i think that's honestly it we'll never know obviously but th- the more i think about well, it hey miles brennan if you're listening you can come on the show and say all the beats we'll let you, you whatever <laughs> you want to talk about he would explain it but hey corp <laughs> shot i yeah. think it's more of i think it's more of kelly wanted a fresh start at quarterback and I don't think right. Really... It's a fresh start as a team, fresh start at quarterback, the whole mm-hmm. whole deal. Yeah, you, but Daniels, you can't be scared to launch it downfield. I mean, you have no. nothing to lose anymore. You already no. had two losses on this season, so yeah. I don't know. I think they they start with them against Florida, but like I said, if there's nothing going on by the end of the first quarter, I'm not I'm being harsh on it. I'm not trying to you know like rain all the time, but I'm just seeing how it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, let's see. We're LSU fans, but we'll tell you when they suck. And right now they're oh, yeah. looking great. So we've got. You'll see Nussmeyer next game. You'll Fudge see. It's going with Nussmeyer. Tyler says keep Daniels in, but actually call Miles Brennan back <laughs> and tell him to come back and play. Yeah. And Wade says stick with Daniels until the wheels fall <laughs> off. Oh, uh, and then wait, let's make. I'm, let's start Daniels, but if he sucks, throw in Nussmeyer. All right. Uh, well. That was our LSU segment. We're going to have one every week, no matter what happens. Uh, And in a few minutes, you'll have your time to shine for Penn State's matchup next week. But we got to talk about Alabama and Texas A&M. I don't know what it is about this game. Texas A&M looks terrible for two weeks. And then all of a sudden, they play the number one team in the nation, and they take them down to the final play, which, by the way, was a terrible play call. You got a guy running an out route. Terrible execution, too. You're on the one yard line, okay? I would have gave it to just just run it in. I don't care. Give yeah. it to your star player. If he doesn't get it, oh well. I mean, 
I guess I you got to go give your star player the ball any way that yeah. you can. Or even just like a QB sneak. You got your oh. guys against their guys and just dive. I don't know just, about the QB sneak. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Here. I agree There's with no that. Shot. Did you see no, him? I agree with that. Nobody was no, nobody's <laughs> expecting it. You put Haynes King under center, put two tight ends and a running back in the backfield line, all three of them up, and just push. You don't even, yeah, you you just don't even put a running back, dude. You put the backup center in the backfield, <laughs> yeah. and you let him just run <laughs> you over that line. Well, you don't want to. You don't want to show that That's you're going to do true. that. Oh yeah, Alabama would have sacked the box if they saw like a backup center. The box the was back. sacked already. But what? Yeah. What I was saying, I was watching the game. I was sitting with my buddy. And I said, "Look, if I'm Bama on this play." I bring the house, and I tell my DBs, if one if he catches a touchdown, you're cut. You're off the team immediately. NIL deal gone. You bring all. You got three wide receivers out there. The other eight players are rushing the quarterback. It's like you don't. He doesn't. He shouldn't get the the ball off. But he got it off, and it ended up not being catched. We had our boy Eli Ricks finally make a play for the Alabama Crimson Tide when it matters. So, uh, but I mean, Wade, what are you? It's, should Alabama be the number one team? Or I think Georgia's now number one, but yeah. I mean, this shows some weakness now. They got Tennessee next week. You're picking Tennessee to beat Alabama. What are you seeing from the Crimson Tide? Well, I mean, to me, it really comes down about Bryce Young. I think that Bryce Young will try to suit up this week and play. And um, he was probably going to play, or I'm sorry, Miller was probably going to play all along. But with college football, you know, you don't have to announce if guys are injured, so they just kind of kept it vague. Um, but I think everybody at Alabama knew that Milrow was going to go. But I think this week it truly could be more of a, I don't know, like a Thursday decision kind of thing um, where you try to get both guys reps, but you got to understand that Bryce Young probably won't be able to practice in full. And you're just going based off his resume if he does play. So, mm-hmm. Um, if he plays, I think Alabama could go in there and win. But if he doesn't, I think Tennessee's clearly better offensively with Hendon Hooker. So um, just because I have him winning doesn't mean I don't think Alabama's worthy of being number one or two. But I think Tennessee is heating up at the right time and they'll catch him at the right time. And yeah, catch him in the middle of a quarterback. You know, if, if Bryce Young's in there, he's probably not 100%. I mean, Milrow, I thought, looked pretty good, but you could definitely tell – he lacks the experience. I mean, he's a true freshman. Yeah, and, uh, and Hooker's got the most experience in college he's football. He's the second oldest starting quarterback in college football, or maybe just in the SEC. They, that was the Affleck trivia question. I didn't see who they said was number one. or who yeah, He started two or three years at Virginia Tech before coming to, to Tennessee. So, I mean, he's plenty experienced, and I think that uh, it gives him the edge. Even, even if Bryce Young plays, I think Tennessee can really – Give him a fight and, and maybe win at the last second. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, Tyler, what's your thoughts on the Crimson Tide? Fudge, I'm going to save you for Penn State. I just want to, I want to hear Tyler's thoughts. On like the Tennessee game or just as a whole? Just as a whole for the year. I mean, if Bryce Young comes back, do you think all their, their questions are answered? It definitely looked like it when they played mm-hmm. Arkansas a few weeks ago. But do you think it's Bryce Young holding them back, not being there? Or is it just kind of their, their luck is running out? Yeah, I mean, or you've already had like two close calls, like the Texas game and then the, you know, this past weekend against Texas A&M. Like, how many lives does this team have before, you know, they, they lose a game? Is it this weekend in Knoxville? Is it down the road in Oxford? Against that, Ole Miss? that game's going to be yeah. rocking. 
if they or both continue it, to win. Or is it not going to be in the SEC championship? I think, you know, the defense is fine, you know. And then you'll have Jameer Gibbs, uh, the running back, which reminds me heavily of Alvin Kamara. Uh, he just can do everything. He had like over 158 yards against a really good uh, defensive front for Texas A&M. So I think that he's going to be the X factor uh, this weekend against the Tennessee uh, defense. that really stuffed the rush against uh, an LSU offense. But, yeah, I'm – Definitely excited to watch this game this week. It's a top six matchup now. Alabama's number three, Tennessee's number six. So I think whoever wins that, uh, we'll probably we'll see them uh, in Atlanta bar and they don't lose again. So I think it's going to be a good matchup. Uh, I guess I'll wait to give my pick on SEC talk, though. So you mentioned Alabama's uh, running back having a great game. I also want to give a little shout-out to Pittsburgh's running back. Uh, if I can get my tab to open. So yeah, try and is- pronounce his name. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Israel Abinconda, maybe. We're we're just going to go with Pittsburgh's running back. He had like six touchdowns, sets the record uh, for rushing yards in a single game. I mean, the dude was just just a running over Georgia Tech. Or not Georgia Tech, sorry. Wrong wrong weekend. Was running over uh, Virginia Tech, and Pitt looked great. So, a little shout-out to that guy. Um, But kind of shifting away from the SEC – we're giving our spotlight to Mr. Penn State himself. We got a top 10 matchup next week. Penn State versus Michigan. Fudge, give us your thoughts on it. Um, I think, first of all, this game itself has gotten a lot of uh, attention from national media uh, and just fans as a whole. Uh, this has always been a big game for the last five or six years. And, uh, I think it's going to be a an interesting game, especially since it's in Ann Arbor this year. Uh, I think the line is seven points for Michigan in this game. So uh, touchdown advantage, which I think is a little much. I think it'll probably come down. It'll probably be at about four and a half uh, at the end of the week. But uh, I think the story is, is experience versus little experience. Uh, J.J. McCarthy has little to no experience at quarterback. Uh-oh, Mr. McCarthy again. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, I'm revisiting this, Tyler. Uh, I told you we circled back that date. Have they, said, have they announced who their starting quarterback should be? Yeah. Yeah, McCarthy's the dude. Yeah, okay. McCarthy. I told yeah. you. I know they've been rolling with him. I mean, so, I mean, it's it's going to be little experience on McCarthy's side for a lot of experience to Sean Clifford. Uh, and I think the difference is Penn State's offensive line is better than Michigan's offensive line. And I think I can say that through the first five games of the year. Uh, McCarthy's had to scramble a lot. They've had to dip out of the pocket with Corum at running back, uh, throwing little screens because there's just not enough time in the pocket. Uh, if you give Penn State's defense enough time, they will get to McCarthy uh, and they will force turnovers. And that's that's one thing that Penn State will do. And secondary-wise, arguably one of the best second like corner in in college football right now um, in Joey Porter Jr. So, I mean, it really could be uh, a defensive game. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points in the game, really. And Penn State will probably stick to the run game for the most part. Uh, and Michigan's defense is going to have to step up because giving up a lot of points to – I mean, they even give up 20 points to Iowa, and that was crazy to me. Yeah, Iowa doesn't score 20 points. I don't no. think they scored 20 points all year. I think that was the most points they scored all year. Yeah. They scored how many? Six? Six against Illinois. 
Didn't they lose nine to six? Yeah, they lost nine to six. It's like one of the worst football games I've ever seen in my life. What a game. (laughs) But it's one of those things where it's like if Michigan's defense has to show up, and if they don't, uh, it could get away fast. And I'm hoping Penn State has another showing like they did at Auburn with Nick Singleton uh, in the backfield because it's crazy. And I'm wondering where Penn State's receiver, you got to transfer from Temple and Mitchell Tinsley, who uh, really hasn't done much for Penn State, was kind of the guy to fill Jahan Dotson's spot and hasn't really shown it yet. Uh, right now they're rolling with Parker Washington, who's made some insane catches uh, in the start of this year, and uh, Brenton Strange at tight end. So, I mean, they've got good pieces that will be there for a good for a good while. So uh, I hope Penn State pulls it out. I think they will pull it out. Um I know Tyler and I will probably talk about it tomorrow on Coast to Coast, but uh, I think that Penn State will win the game by two touchdowns at least. Okay, big, uh, big upset there. Well, it's a big noon kickoff. Top four teams. Number four in the country with a win, I think. Yep. Big win. Penn State's coming in at number 10. Michigan is number five. So the over-unders at 51. Fletch, you think we should hit the under on our sports scramble parlay this week? Did say I think a lot so. of points were going to be scored. I think so. Um, I think this is a 24-17 game or a 24-10 uh, game. Yeah. I, I don't think – I don't see it being uh, anybody getting the 30 points in this game no. at all. Okay. Well, we might have to put that in our sports scramble parlay, Tyler. Yeah. Penn State, no. Michigan under. Well, there you have it, folks. Go with Clifford the Big Red Dog in Penn State taking home the dog. <laughs> the big, big Blue Dog. Hopefully he doesn't <laughs> yeah. take a dog. We'll, we'll, we'll change the name to Clifford the, the big, big Blue, blue dog. dog. I love it. <laughs> so. The Navy Blue Dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see dog. if he's got that dog in him this weekend. <laughs> Michigan. There we go. There we, if, if he puts up a big game, we're definitely tweeting out. Clifford's got that dog in him. Oh, yeah. It's going to go viral. That's going out. It's going, it's sure. going viral for sure. So <laughs> – uh, you mentioned Penn State possibly moving up into the top four with a big win. We want to. I want to ask y'all's top four uh, college football ranking playoff teams. Looking forward in the future. Uh, mine's changed a little bit since uh, from last week five. already. Yes, it's oh going to be crazy. <laughs> I know we uh, did last week. So Wade, who do you have? All right, so I think the winner of the SEC will ultimately be. Number one, shocker. Um, so I see it panning out to where Alabama loses this weekend. But, you know, I've already made that clear. And then I think that Georgia will beat Tennessee at home. And then I think Georgia will keep it easy and, and let the college football playoff committee sleep easy that night and take care of business against Alabama. So there'll be a clear number one coming out of the SEC, which will be Georgia. Uh, they're battle-tested. You know, they definitely look beatable, but I think they'll survive uh, the gauntlet down the stretch. And uh, so I'll put Georgia at number one. At number two, I'm going to go with Ohio State. It could be Penn State. Um, it could be Michigan. You know, whatever team reigns supreme in the Big Ten. Uh, but Not for Illinois. now, <laughs> what's that? Not Illinois or Minnesota. Illinois has got to score more than 10 points. Um but, you know, we, we heard all the hype about Ohio State, and uh, they certainly look the part. So I'm going to stick with them for now. Um, number three, I'm going to put Clemson in there. I do think that they'll 
probably went out and they've really started to look like an improved team as of late. They looked good against North Carolina State and they looked really good yesterday against Boston College. And then at number four, I'm going to join y'all on the Southern Cal train and put them in there. I'd love to give it to TCU, but I do think that TCU having um, back-to-back road games against Texas and Baylor down the stretch, I think that's going to be tough. And I think they'll probably lose one of those. And I think that USC has a good chance at going undefeated, although they will have to play a very good UCLA team to close out. Yeah, the UCLA has caught fire. Can't forget about them. I, I picked them on our uh, betting show I do with Sheik over there on OCSN Live. I was like, you got to roll DTR over Utah. And he did not disappoint. Yeah. So, Fudge, what's your top four? And it's okay if you put Penn State in it. Oh, well, yeah, of course they're in there for me. Um, <laughs> they're number one. Okay, number what's one. two, three, and four? <laughs> uh, number one in the country, I'm going to give you a curveball. I'm going to put Tennessee at number one in the country. I think oh. they're good enough to be the number one team in the country. So, uh, from what I saw this this weekend and what I've seen before, uh, big win on the road at Pitt, uh, second game of the year. Yep. Went into overtime. They lose that yeah. game. They're not in this place. So, I think uh, I think they can be the number one team in the country. So, I'll put them at one. Uh, two, I'll put Penn State. I think they can win out this year if they get a big win at Michigan. It sets up for Minnesota and Ohio State really good back-to-back home games. Uh, at number three, uh, I'll probably put Georgia at three just because there's always been two SEC teams in, and I think Georgia does beat Tennessee in Athens. Uh, I think that's probably going to – yeah, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so of you my think stuff. Georgia beats Tennessee and Athens, but Tennessee is number yeah, one? Wait. Yeah, that would not happen. That They they wouldn't put a, a team that doesn't – Let's recap that Listen. here. Listen. Unless Clemson just like, you know, Georgia doesn't play football anymore. <laughs> Unless Georgia loses another football game, I think you're going to see a, two lost teams at the third and fourth spot. So – what I'm saying is you have Clemson losing two. Yes. Oh wait, but you have Georgia beating Tennessee, but Tennessee still <laughs> takes the number one spot. Correct. But then who does Georgia lose to? Kentucky. There's sure. no shot. And then and then they lose the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. And then they still make it into the playoffs, and then you have a non-SEC contender in Tennessee. Look, yesterday. you're looking at a wild. You're, you might want to swap to. You might want to unless say this turns out to be 2007. That's not that. Happening. So Tennessee beating Georgia would make sense to have them at number one. But if they okay. lose to Georgia, there's no well. If way. Tennessee, let's say Tennessee does beat Georgia, so I'll keep Tennessee at one. Okay, that makes more sense. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Georgia at three, uh, four. Oh, I'll put I'll put USC. Um, I think they're good enough to win out. Um, even with one loss, they win the Pac-12 championship. I think they're in. Uh, I think either them or, shoot, if UCLA wins out. Don't forget about I Oregon. I don't think yeah, Oregon. Yeah, you could never count on Oregon. I think the, the best two teams in, in the Pac-12 is USC and UCLA, I think, by far, are mm. miles ahead of everybody else. They're going to be just a think- fun uh, addition to your Big Ten. Yeah, it's going to be – I don't know. The SEC, hey, boys, the SEC might not reign supreme anymore after what happens. Well, so here's how – here's from what you've said, here's what has to happen. Georgia has to lose to Tennessee for Tennessee. <laughs> One, Tennessee has to beat Bama next week and then beat Georgia sure. in three weeks or whenever they play. Okay. Well, Georgia they can't. have to – 
they have to go undefeated and they have to then beat the, whoever's from the SEC West to win the SEC championship. Georgia has to only lose to Tennessee and then dominate the rest of their schedule. But obviously they don't get an invite to Atlanta because they lost to Tennessee, but they're good enough for the committee to put them in. That's a wild take there, Fudge. I mean, that is insane. Speaking, they've always put two SEC teams in. That's what Which, we've seen. It's typically uh, Alabama and Georgia because they meet in the SEC championship and, you know, one of them loses but is beating the other one. It's, yeah. One's one and one's number three or one's four or right. one's two and one's four. So they don't. But two from the East? I mean, that's going to be tough because only one of them is going to the, to the champ- SEC championship. <laughs> sure. Look at the upset specialist providing logic. He's, he's definitely. <laughs> I normally don't. I normally logic. would have said yes, but when you said Georgia beat Tennessee and Tennessee's number one, I was he's like, he's usually like picking some wacky playoff for us. So this is wild seeing him like actually provide logic to, yeah. to this. Show. All right. <laughs> Tyler, what's your playoff team? Right well, now? I know that we did this last week and uh, my four has not changed because my four, uh, well, one was on the bye week and then all the others were playing. So uh, number one is going to be Alabama. I think they go undefeated. Yes, I think they beat. Tennessee this week and I know that Tennessee is going to be a sexy pick this week uh, but Alabama has dominated this series I don't think that uh, and you know Tennessee is, I is think it, it's gonna, it is uh, no it's in Knoxville Ooh. Uh, but I think you know Alabama's defense will have something to say about this Tennessee uh, I think this is Alabama's defense is going to be the best uh, defense that Tennessee's offense has faced uh, so uh, I think that Alabama is going to be number one. I think, you know, like I mentioned, they've had close games. So I think that they got their close games out the way. You know, they know how to win close games. So I think, you know, Alabama, you just can't ever bet against uh, Nick Saban and company. So I, I got them, the tie, winning the SEC. And then number two, I'm going to go with Penn State. I've been saying this uh, pretty much for the past two weeks now. I I've, was very high on Ohio State. But I think that, you know, that this Penn State team, you know, every year they like go undefeated, like five and zero, six and zero. Then they lose. Like last year, they lost to Iowa, and then things crumble. I think this is a different year. I think that Sean Clifford has another year in them. Uh, their defense is really solid. I think that they uh, beat Michigan this week, and then they they pretty much beat everyone else. So I think that Ohio, having Ohio State at home, having Minnesota at home, helps them. Number three is Clemson. Like I mentioned, really their schedule. Uh, is pretty much out the way. They pretty much uh, beat all the hard teams. Uh, they have Florida State this weekend, Notre Dame, and then after that, I think it's just a walk to the park to the playoff at this rate. Uh, their offense is, is starting to play good. Their defense is just throughout the charts. So I'm going to go uh, USC 4. Uh, I think that the game this weekend is really going to determine if they're a legit team or not. They have to travel to Utah on the road. So if they win that game, like I mentioned, they still have to play UCLA. and But don't forget about that Oregon team. I know that they they got, you know, drubbed in game one against uh, Georgia, but they've just been blowing people out left and right. Yeah, you can't count out Oregon. They always sneak in there at the mm-hmm. end. So this is my top four. This is the year, I hate to say it, that only one SEC team gets in. Sorry, Jacob. <laughs> um, I was going to switch it to Tennessee, but I'm still riding with Georgia at number one. I think – Tennessee beats Bama this weekend, but then Georgia ends up winning. I like that. I'm the lone think, Alabama, so I like I think, that even more. I think Georgia ends up beating Tennessee in Athens um, and then riding it to the end. And I think <laughs> Bama probably drops another game to maybe an Ole Miss, and we, we see a different team in the SEC West in the uh, championship there. And then number two, it's any Big Ten 
undefeated team because I don't know whether to pick Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. It's one of those. You can't three. do that. Oh, come so I want to right on my list. <laughs> I have Ohio State. I have Ohio State at number two. I think they continue to go undefeated, okay. but. Whoever they, what I'm saying is, if they lose, it's one, it's either Penn State or Michigan, uh, will take that number two spot. You know, as long as whoever it is is undefeated. Number three, I'm going USC. I think they get it done this week against Utah. I mean, Utah did not look that great against UCLA. No. Um, and it's going to be a, a, a probably a top ten matchup between USC and UCLA uh, towards the end of the season. And then number four. I'm going with Wade. I'm going TCU. I think TCU Ooh. gets it done, goes undefeated for the rest of the season, like and it. we got we've got a fully undefeated SEC or I'm sorry, fully undefeated uh, college football player. Four four O's, four four O's, four conference champions. How it's meant to be, and it's going to be the best send off into the sunset for the 14 playoff. I, mean, I guess and I, I have that too. I think I have all my teams going undefeated as yeah. well. So what you're saying is is that we would have Georgia face off against TCU and yes. whatever you Ohio State play against USC. USC. Yep. That would be and some spicy matchups. I think that Ohio State USC thing is going to get a little dicey. Georgia will probably blow TCU out of the water. <laughs> who knows? I don't so know. TCU I feel will look like, like TCU's at the end of the offense would be able to score yeah. on Georgia. Yeah. It's defense. just that defense, the Big yeah. Twelve defense. Who knows? Yeah, the TCU's defense would have a it, problem against uh, Stetson Bennett. The uh, Big Twelve versus the SEC has not worked out in the Big no. Twelve favor in the past. Sixty-six to three. Yeah, sixty-six to three. It wasn't that big of a blowout, but basically. But Chet, you yeah, mentioned like you mentioned the SEC West. What what team would be the best team in the SEC West at the end of the season? I think it would be Ole Miss, but I think Ole Miss loses to State in the Egg Bowl. But I could see State dropping another game. So what you're saying? He also has to play Georgia at home, right? He's so I think home. State loses to Georgia. Uh, Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say it. That's my upset pick going forward. I think that State beats Georgia at home. Lock it in. Is that why you don't have Georgia in the Mm – Yep, they're going to lose. With the Cowbells, it's going to be too much for them dogs. Okay. All right. There we go. There we go. I just realized if Ole Miss beats Alabama and then Mississippi State beats Ole Miss – well, state will probably. I can see a world where Penn State gets the one because they their resume would be legit at that rate because they would beat a top four team and then they would beat another top four team and they would probably well in the Big Ten West they probably wouldn't beat a top twenty five team at that rate <laughs> but they would have a really good resume to, to give them a the number one slot. I could also see that as well. So I'm looking at. Why are you so shocked, I Jacob? Have. I had Penn State in my playoff last week and Coast number Coast. one, number one. <laughs> Number one shocks me. Ease up. Uh, so we I think next week, of course. <laughs> I think Tennessee next Jeez. week beats Bama. Okay. <laughs> now we're talking about the SEC West playoff contender. We're off the college before because now Fudge is We might as well. <laughs> so I think Tennessee beats Bama, which, and then I think Bama turns around, beats Mississippi State. Okay. State's got two losses at that point, uh, or two SEC losses. And then. We got uh, Ole Miss plays Alabama. I think the following week, I think Ole Miss gets it done, beats Alabama to go in, to remain undefeated. Then Georgia plays Mississippi State. Tyler likes to upset. It's in Starkville. 
we'll see. That kind of throws a wrench in my I'm already opinion. locking that in. Uh, but Locked I'm going in. with George, Georgia. I've had that State. like in the preseason. I'm going Georgia beat State, but then I think State beats Ole Miss at the very end to give Ole Miss that loss. Uh, but I still think Ole Miss wins the SEC West. All and right. then we've got – well, LSU's going to beat Ole Miss, let's be real. Uh, but that's, that's a bias right there. Uh, but, no, I think Ole Miss ends up – or Mississippi State ends up beating Ole Miss, and it's Ole Miss, Georgia, in the SEC, in the SEC playoff, and Georgia gets done putting them at the number one spot. Uh, see, I'd love to see Tennessee and Ole Miss play against each other. That would be yeah, – that, would, that would be so As a fan of the SEC, I would love to see Tennessee – it would be good for a little, you know, breakup in the right. Yeah, you know, but Alabama. It's going to be Tennessee's going to beat Bama, and it's going to be number one versus number two in Athens in three weeks. Yeah, right? It should be. Yeah. Uh, so college game day, go ahead and book it because you ain't going to get a better matchup anywhere else. And then the uh, next week they go to Starkville. Why? Wait, when? When do? When? When is that game played? Is it what, Mississippi State oh. in Georgia? No, 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 no. Ten, oh, Tennessee it, and Georgia. It's like three weeks. Like they play. Does it like, line Kentucky. up with? Ohio I think it's State like either right after the Florida game or. Well, I think it's because I don't know. <laughs> so I lose track. Tennessee versus Georgia is November fifth, the same weekend LSU plays Alabama. When does Penn State play? Uh, Ohio State, Fudge. Like two weeks, huh? October Minnesota, and then Ohio State. Okay, okay. So you're going. They're going to go college game day, Penn State, Ohio State, if Penn State beats Michigan. And then they're going I mean, they go college game day, Georgia. Yeah, they probably will. All right. That's enough of our <laughs> college football playoff. That we went on a little we bit. We had four right different there. ones, so I like it. Yeah. We'll have to put out a graphic this week with our, our four uh, four uh, teams. I don't know. I feel like we're we, – can we wait after, like, this week because there's, like, seven ranked matchups? So, let's yeah, – like, we'll we'll Yeah, let's wait till next week. week. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We so, don't want, like, Tennessee, and then and they blow it this week. Yeah, that will, that will really look like a bunch of idiots. Uh, but our college football recap was brought to you by our friends over at Fanatics. If you use our link right there, you help support the show, help support your sports teams. You might have to get some new college football playoff merch because next year it's going to be something different. It's going to be yeah. last year to get the four. So um, they got promo codes every day. It's always usually up to 65% off for free shipping. I don't know what the code is today off the top of the hand, but one of my co-hosts will look it up here before I finish the ad read. Uh, I went off Fanatics. They got high-quality gear. You can get anything from shirts to polos, beer glasses, hats, socks, signs, pennants, the whole deal. Tyler, what is the promo code? The code is... Acorn. No. Well, mine's cider. <laughs> oh, okay, we got all the fall codes. Last week it was fall. Tonight it's mine's everything spice latte. With a pumpkin spice latte or cider. With a accent on the E. There you go. I, I, yeah, sometimes it gives you two different codes. But they're going with the fall theme. So head on over to Fanatics. Use code Acorn or Cider for up to 65% off with use our link. So. All right. From the college football ranks, well, last thing, did y'all see Deion Sanders almost get in a fight with uh, Alabama State's head coach, Eddie Robinson Jr.? Sure did. At half to, at, at midfield after the game. I think it's yeah. Deion went, like, went for a deep shot. They were blowing him out. It was Alabama State's homecoming, so a little embarrassing there. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, he. Uh, I wouldn't want to fight Deion Sanders. I know he had a bum leg last year, but I feel like he'd still throw it out. Fudge, who do you think wins in a fight? Deion Sanders or a snow lion? Or snow leopard? Oh, what? A snow a leopard. snow lion? Deion, <laughs> Deion Sanders versus what? snow lion. say a polar bear? A snow lion, because I don't know if Deion Sanders has ever I seen snow. I don't know snow. snow lion is. <laughs> Yeah, I've met a what? snow leopard. My bad. A my sea lion? <laughs> he has a bum leg in the snow lion. <laughs> you think you can outrun, outrun the snow leopard? No, no. No. Dion has one and a half legs, and the leopard has four. So, no, I, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> well, makes, me, makes, me, makes me beg the question Has Dion ever seen snow or stood That's in snow? That's a good snow? question. I mean, I don't know. Dallas, it's we hit him up? when he was in Dallas. <laughs> I mean, who all did he play for in the NFL? Like Tampa Falcons. Bay? Falcons. Tampa Bay. I, I probably saw snow in Atlanta. That man was never in the North. Snow in Snow in Atlanta. Yeah, it snows in Atlanta sometimes. They played in the Georgia Dome, you dummy. Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't <laughs> he live in the outside, Georgia but... Dome. <laughs> he obviously left the Georgia Dome. He didn't know he lived there. That's why he was such a good football player because whoever he played for, he He lived in their state. He was there. He stayed in the suites. He didn't go home. Hey, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield uh, stays in the stadium in the progressive. Me saying snow line is the dumbest. He stayed at first energy bank uh, filming the progressive commercial. So, Chad, I'm gonna put your face on a. I'm gonna put your face on a snow line. Have they come out with a new progressive commercial, Baker Mayfield? No, no. The new ones, the new ones are the review booth, like people throwing the the challenge flag. Oh yeah, uh, that that's the progressive new one. based out of Cleveland. I loved the Heisman commercial. I saw when it was Bryce Young was late for the game when they were playing Texas, and it was Baker Mayfield driving. <laughs> I thought that one was good. Okay, enough. All right, college football talk. We're going into the NFL. Tyler, I want to know why your fantasy team sucks. They you put it on the notes, so I got to. I just got to straight up. I mean, I'm about to be one and four. I don't know if Wade's going to win or not, but he might be my fellow one and four companion. I just don't like <laughs> fantasy football this year. So I <laughs> me either, Wade. Just yeah. not good. It's just been bad. We, I'm still dubbing you as fantasy football. I'm having a championship hangover. That's all I wanted to say. It's exactly what it is. Same as LSU. You yeah. and LSU are one and the same. I hope it takes you three seasons to get out of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to get fired and then hire a new coach and then hire yeah. another one after that. <laughs> I think I'm two and two in all four of my leagues, so I'll take it. I mean, spread I'm it five in two of them. But congratulations, wanna... Jacob. Taysom Hill. Got that dog. 40 points in fantasy football. Is it tight end? He had four touchdowns? Yeah, yep, I had him sitting on my bench. Well, you can't predict my bench. He just I mean, he, he can have zero touchdowns and do nothing one week and then have a week like he did today. Yeah. So it, it's That's fair. Right. I think, yeah, you can't start on – I mean, he's – unless you've got literally nobody. And I was um, – at one of our leagues, I was at yeah. literally – It was a good matchup. I mean, Seattle's defense was terrible against the pass. And, you know, as Alvin Kamara, fantasy owner, I obviously hated it because he was stealing all my – but as a Saints fan, I loved it. I mean, Taysom Hill went off. He had three – rushing touchdowns he had a passing touchdown and he also had a fumble recovery 
on on a punt, which I don't know what the Seahawks were doing on that play. He's also every, returning kicks. He's yeah, returning he would, yeah, he, he had like sixty yards on on the kickoff. So this was definitely a much needed win for the Saints, uh, especially with the Bengals coming to town next weekend. For so, the betting for the betting people, uh, Taysom Hill to rush for three touchdowns was like plus twenty five million. Like the chances of it happening were like slim to none. Maybe I should have just sprinkled a little on it. You know what we should do every week. Taysom Hill, yeah, Taysom Hill, quarter. boom, anytime. So, uh, how did I didn't watch the game today? How did Andy Dalton do? He, I mean, he pretty good. He had, yeah, he did. I mean, he looked poised. I mean, he had, he did throw an interception, uh, but I think you know the offense just looks completely different with him under center. I mean, you had uh, Chris Olave going down with a concussion. Yeah, he did not like, get a, a touchdown grab too. That that was just insane. Uh, that's back to back touchdowns for him. Yeah, I think having an Alvin Kamara definitely was a difference maker. He had like 100 yards on the ground and then almost 100 yards receiving. So I hate to say it, but I think, you know, got to roll Andy Dalton the rest of the way, honestly. I definitely would. I mean, yeah. James I mean, he's got, he's, got, like, he's got the veteran experience. So, I mean, yeah. like, I know, like, I mean, like, Jameis is hurt right now. So, I mean, you might as well. Like, you don't really want to, like, keep switching quarterbacks, go from one. So, I think you just finish off uh, with Andy Dalton. I think he he gives you the more higher ceiling than Jameis does. Yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, especially his old team, the Bengals, rolling into town. Yeah, it's going to be well, a good match. The Dome's going to be packed. <laughs> What's the score of the Bengals-Ravens uh, game right now? I think 13-10. In Thirteen to ten, yeah. but the Bengals are second in goal. So, all right, and yeah, the Dome's going to be packed. Just probably in people with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase jerseys. <laughs> yeah, I it's going to be gonna like have, a 50 split. There's going to yeah. be Saints fans in Bengals jerseys. There's probably going to be more LSU jerseys than there are Bengals jerseys. <laughs> I'll be there. True. I'll be there rocking the Joey B uh, next next Sunday. So, Fuck. are you kidding me? Get these tickets. What man? are you doing? He bought Everywhere. it in advance. He bought it on like April first when it went on sale. Fudge, we need Sports Scramble Live at the Dome. I'm talking <laughs> pictures. You got to be interviewing people, walking up to getting their takes for the TikTok. We need <laughs> TikTok I, content. Should I? Should I do it like you know the guy on the guy on TikTok and he's the Baltimore fan and he's got the the laptop and he's like in the my team meetings, oh, like at the games, yeah. like something like that. Yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. We need yeah, some, we'll, we'll get we'll get you on some TikTok content. Wade, you're going to the game, aren't you? Mm-mm. Uh, not in the budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get you. We'll get a bunch of content from Jacob. This, they weren't my budget either. They were a gift, so I, uh, <laughs> they weren't there my budget. Go. I don't think well, I'll be receiving the gift to go. So, <laughs> hey, if anybody's listening, yeah. you got four guys. I would love to be at the game. So, if you got extra tickets, send them. Send it. Send it our way. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a heck of a matchup just for the city of New Orleans in general. Mm-hmm. Um, some more, uh, I'm sorry, NFL football. Uh, the Thursday night game. Could that oh. be most possibly the boring, most boring yep. NFL game you've ever seen? Without I mean, doubt. the Colts versus the Broncos, battle of the horses. Both <laughs> of them suck. You didn't have Jonathan Taylor. You got Matt Ryan. Didn't seven. even have Naeem Hines either. Hines yeah. got hurt too. And then you got Russell Wilson. The Broncos got duped, man. He sucks. Yeah, Broncos country is not riding. I'm I mean, glad that it would probably be better. I'm so glad that the Saints did not pursue that um, because Geno Smith looks better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was cooking today. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's it's rough down there in Broncos country, and Russell Wilson had a shoulder procedure, so 
he's going to be getting benched for the rest of the year on my fantasy football team. <laughs> We're rolling with Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is my guy. The Bengals just failed a fourth and goal, so it wow. was still thirteen to ten. Oh well. So Tyler, what happened with uh, which boy Kyler sliding a little early? Did, Did you, you see, see his pregame suit? He literally looked like a freaking Jolly Rancher apple. Like, I don't know what this man is thinking of. I, he's just been playing too much Call of Duty. He's going to sit on my bench. I'm rolling with TB12 the rest of the way. I don't care. I mean, I'm one and four. Might as well tank for the number one pick at this rate. Tanking in fantasy. So if any, I also, yeah, I, I'm like open to any trade right now. I like really. I seriously. Tanking I need to in make week five right now. Fantasy football. Hey. I need to make something. Mikey, if you're listening, Tyler would love to take advantage of you. <laughs> but yeah, I, need, uh, I think I'm. I so need to make Tyler Murray today slides too early. Yeah. Yeah. He slides too early to not get the first down against the Eagles, to take down the unbeaten Eagles, who are my Super Bowl picks. Um, slides too early, and then the Cardinals missed the, extra, the field goal. So the kicker woes continue into. Uh, into the into the uh, week five of the NFL, um, we had the Giants take down the Packers in London today. The NFC East is looking pretty nasty. I mean, you got Cooper Rush, the next Tom Brady, holding it down for the Cowboys. Y'all called me stupid. Uh uh-uh. uh Cooper Rush, baby. He's he's five and zero as a starter. Um, you got the Eagles undefeated, and then you got the Giants four one. You got the Giants, the Cowboys four one. And the Eagles are undefeated, and the Washington Commanders are just nowhere to be seen. But that was I'm trying to tell y'all. So, of course, I'm trying to tell y'all about the Giants. NFC East. Y'all all say, even you, Jacob. We did. Said, oh, the Giants are going to be like four and thirteen. I knew it. I knew that this was going to well, be. They're weird. four and hey, one. Hey, they can hey, lose the next twelve hey, games. Yeah. Hey, you know the regular season got longer, Tyler. So it's just yes, I know. They're looking very good. They're looking Look, very good. I, I don't trust Daniel Jones. One iota. I, I just. I don't think no one saw this team four and one. I trust Cooper no, Rush more than I trust. Okay, now you're going too far. Cooper Rush MVP end of the year. Cooper Rush four and I bet you it's some insane. Yeah. yeah. I if when Dak comes back, I'd stick with Cooper Rush. <laughs> I mean, you gotta have to at this rate if he doesn't lose another game. They're not gonna. Yeah, do they're gonna go right back to Dak. Jerry Jones is gonna be like, no, that's my franchise quarterback right there, and Dak go no. in <laughs> as he should. Well. Yeah, I no, mean, I'm saying I, Dak is they just go back in. Oh. They probably paid. <laughs> I mean, they paid Dak a lot of money to not have him in, so I think they probably roll with him. Um, we've got well, this live shows right now, and the podcast will come out on Tuesday. But we got Monday Night Football tomorrow: Raiders versus Chiefs. Who takes the dub? Chiefs blowout. Chiefs. Raiders are not that great, especially Clutch. their defense. <laughs> Uh, I got the Chiefs winning. I think Clyde's over to Hilaire is going to go off. Of course, you're saying that. I got the Chiefs you winning. I hope, Mahomes, I hope Mahomes throws like six touchdowns, and I hope uh, it's a shootout and Devontae Adams catches all of them. So, uh, from Mr. Uh, Derek Carr. Looking through the, through the slate, uh, what happened at the end of the Buccaneers game? A little pass interference or roughing the passer oh, call gosh. to Tom Brady? It was like give the weakest more. roughing the passer call I've ever seen. But are we surprised? I mean, no. it's Tom Brady. The refs like love Tom Brady. It's all about that so. pliability for Tom Brady. <laughs> Giselle doesn't love Tom Brady anymore, but the refs do. Oh so. God, let's not let's not say <laughs> that for there at Tom Brady. There. Giselle, if you're listening, Tyler Single, single, hit him up. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, all right, okay. 
Oh, yeah. I can't even go I just to need Tom Brady right to now. give me fantasy points. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Look, Tyler wants Tom Brady to score a bunch of points and wants his wife. So you hear that, Giselle? <laughs> him up. Would you pick Giselle or nobody? Hey, you know who won? Hey, uh, you know who would hit up Giselle? Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't surprise he looked, me. The Jets sucked today, didn't they? I think they're no, they blew out the Dolphins. Like they blew them out. Seventeen oh. because Teddy Bridgewater got hurt and uh, yeah, the, the Dolphins had to come in. Uh, hey, Dolphins! If if Chase Edmonds isn't gonna you know do anything, let me know. <laughs> one carry for one yard. Point it's one the fantasy Mostard show now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the I'm not starting show. this guy anymore. I drafted him in like the eighth round. I was like, oh, that's a pretty good pick. He's running back yep. one. Nope. Um, so that kind of wraps up our NFL talk. No, story. no, that doesn't nope. wrap it up. What do you got, Fudge? What do you got? You guys blasted me at the beginning of the season for picking the Vikings in the NFC North. Oh, yeah. Hey, the Vikings dominated. I picked them too, I thought. Well, they are. They did, were dominating. Jay Jettis. And yeah, Jay Jettis uh, tore it up on my fantasy team for me. So I yeah. really appreciate it there, Jordan. Uh, or Justin. That, you're all the brother. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I get, I get mixed up all the time. Around here. Hey, and your Patriots, Fudge, they blew out the Lions 29 to nothing. How'd you feel about that? Yeah, it's because it, yeah, it's because they were wearing the throwback jerseys today. That's that's all. That's the only they reason they lose when they wear those, I swear. The throwback no, the Vikings. Cool. The Vikings. They just need to put that as a permanent uni. Like, come they on. They really do. Yeah. The Vikings yeah. only beat the Bears by seven points. Ah, da, 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 da. Who cares? <laughs> it's the Bears. They're four and one. The Bears suck. Yeah, but you only beat them by seven. No, who cares? Hey, Justin Fields and you barely beat the Saints today, last so. week. Hey, hey, hey! Florida State blocked the kick to beat LSU. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, there you go. Fair, fair. <laughs> All right. Well, and that kind of wraps. Nope. Speaking of the Vikings, perfect segue here, Fudge. I mean, you are doing. Doing great work. Our NFL talk is brought to you by our friends over at Norse Beards. If you want your beard looking like a Viking, head on over to norsebeards.com. Use promo code OCS for 25% off. I haven't shaved, even though LSU lost. I'm not shaving. Jacob but broke you, his rule. You shaved. Penn State has not lost. Did they get beat by the bye week? Yeah, they, get, they must yes, have been beat lost, by the bye They week. lost by the bye week because they didn't move up. Um, they stayed at number 10, and I figured, you know, maybe they might move up because of what happened no inside the top 10. But uh, nothing really happened, so <laughs> I was kind of upset. But, hey, fresh shave for a fresh start because of what's to come starting this upcoming week. So, Okay, well, Correct. hey, I'm pretty sure North Spirits also has aftershave, so you can use that, 25% off. Use code OCS for all your beards and knees. All right, we got we had NASCAR Neil on the show last week. He opened it up for us, and I have got a book from him on what happened. There was a little bit of controversy today in the uh, playoff race. So Christopher Bell gets the win today at the Roval after being in a must-win situation to advance to the next round. So he gets it done. And after a pretty boring race, they call a caution and uh, with eight laps to go. Apparently, there was an issue going on that drivers said had been present for over 20 laps. He doesn't go into detail what this issue was. But after the restart, Bell hit the pits, took four new tires, and within two laps, he moved from number 12 to number two. Then they had another restart, and then he ends up overtaking that number one spot to get the lead. So your round of eight drivers, you've got Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Ross Chasen, Christopher Bell, Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Denny Hamlin and Chase Briscoe advance to the round of eight. And then Kyle Larson, Daniel Suarez, Austin Sendrick, and Alex Bowman are eliminated for the playoffs. So 
Neil said his pick was Chase Elliott. I think I'm still rocking with Chase Elliott because he's got the most points and nobody's really passing him up. So that was our NASCAR Neil take for the week. And we'll have him on, I think once they, we said once they cut it to four, uh, we're going to have him on again to, to kind of give us a recap of that. Uh, last little thing, Futch, you lied to us. You said Draymond Green got cut by the Warriors. He didn't get cut. He decided to step away from the team. No so. fake news on this show. Yeah. Draymond Green is fake news. Draymond Green is fake news. So he issued an apology today to pretty much everybody and their mama, and especially Jordan Poole's mama and daddy. He apologized to them too. Uh, so I guess big from Draymond. He said he had an issue with uh, letting his emotions out, which is just a big, bold lie. <laughs> He's he been doing that his whole damn career. Yeah, he let clearly his let his emotions out. out on Jordan Poole in practice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's the most emotional you can't hurt the player. F- I mean, they just signed Jordan Poole to a big contract. Yeah, that's out like the guy. future. Whenever like Steph Curry like wraps it up, that's going to be like yeah. the next starting point guard for the Warriors. So NBA preseason's kicking off. Uh, Tyler's got some inside information with the Pelicans. He's got a little gig down there, uh, and we ought to have some cool uh, NBA stuff. So, yeah. but I think that season kicks off at the end of the month. Is that right, Tyler? Correct. Pell's home game, first home game, will be the 2030 against the Jazz. Okay. So. Uh, nah, y'all tune in. Freaking opening night is Knicks Grizzlies on ESPN. Oh, that's a snooze. That ain't no snooze. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think the Grizz are, the Grizz <laughs> I'm are probably finally, I'm, I'm just so happy that they're getting national coverage now because I spent years watching them on a, what any channel that you could get with friggin' – the bunny <laughs> just in one the out there like Let's illegally see, streaming illegally <laughs> streaming the Memphis Grizzlies game through some like third party website. Somebody well, boys, this is our I think our longest show to date. An hour and forty minutes. There was a lot to talk about. Yeah, there's the gonna NFL. be a lot of content going forward, yeah. I feel. We've MLB won. playoffs, college football, NFL, crazy top four upsets, the whole shebang. So if you want more of our lovely voices. Well, their lovely voices, not mine, because I only do one show. Uh, you got Sunday nights with Sports Scramble, the four of us. Mondays at three, college football coast to coach, coast to coast with Tyler and Futch. And Tuesday nights at eight o'clock, SEC talk, Tyler and Wade. So it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. As always, great to join you on a Sunday night. Uh, we thank everyone for listening. Anything else I missed? I think Go we covered once. it all into the sun. Yeah. I think we all covered it all. Hour and 40. Well, I said it a few weeks ago. I hope everyone that listens has a blessed and great week going forward, especially you four gentlemen or you three gentlemen. So have a good one. and We'll see you next week. What's up, everyone? Let me tell you about a company called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening to Sports Scramble. Make sure you check out our other two shows, College Football Coast to Coast on Mondays at 3 o'clock and SEC Talk on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.